0: podcast platforms be sure to give me a follow on facebook instagram and tiktok as well at matt stocks dj that way you can keep up to date with all of my live q a dates my dj performances and of course who's coming up on the show as well but without further ado let's crack on with the show shall we here we go
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place
0: All right. So, Doug, I don't know whether you saw or heard the news. I'm not sure whether this is the kind of news you would interest yourself in, um, but I want to ask you about it off the get-go because I know that Fat Mike from Effects is, I guess, a loose friend of yours. Um, he's been on your podcast.
1: I think all my friends are loose.
0: I would hope so. And I mean, he's had 20
1: years, of, 28 years of doing this. Yeah, you have a lot of friends everywhere you go.
0: I listened to the show you guys did together. It was fucking great. And No Effect's one of my favorite bands. I love Mike. I think you two are kind of cut from the same cloth.
1: Yeah, I you think I know says, where you're going with this. He uh... just got
0: just in some trouble. Yeah, in Las Vegas he was doing a punk show and he said something about the Las Vegas shooting, something to the effect of, well, at least it was country fans and not punk rock fans. And yeah. back of that, the band had taken loads of heat. They'd been uh, removed from various bills that they have been on. They had a beer sponsor that was doing a festival with them. who pulled out. And all this stuff. I wanted to get your thoughts on it, as someone who's obviously an outspoken comedian.
1: Well, I, no FX is a, it's a whole different league. They were they weren't making any money from that sponsor. I guess they they put out some kind of no FX brand of beer or something yeah. as a a novelty. But it's, it's punk rock. So yeah, they lose a sponsor. That's like if my podcast loses fucking Sherry's Berries or some nonsense <laughs> that we pitch. Yeah, it's. It's not the same as like a Roseanne losing her show, no. uh, but uh, yeah, I th- he he loves it. He texted me as I didn't I, I hadn't heard about it. He texted me first. He he was laughing about it. <laughs> I might have to get up and shit several times during this. This is the. Don't uh, you
0: worry about it. You want to go this now? This is a
1: swap cast. I just uh, yeah throw that out there. Of course, yeah, yeah. And it's the Tom Stade, Slade.
0: Who me? Yes, Matt Stocks, almost.
1: What? <laughs> who well, what? Like, Say it again
0: cleared this? Matt Stocks and my podcast Matt Stocks Life in the Stocks. Alright. But do you think we're in a stifling environment right now? Do you think that it's
1: Yeah, if you were a young comic, sure. If I didn't already have a fan base and I was just playing to you know fucking whoever shows up at the comedy club, I was gonna say jonglers, but I heard they're no more <laughs> that was like
0: John, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Do you do stand-up?
0: I just did my first show three weeks ago in Venice Beach at Club Oh, Barons, shit. And um, I was out there on holiday. I've been writing a meeting to do it for a long time. And I met a comedian, and he offered to put me on. And I thought, if not now, never. So I gave it a go.
1: How long has your podcast been going? Uh,
0: 18 months. All right. So I chat to musicians, comedians, actors, anyone in the sort of creative field. But, um, yeah, I did my first show. I got drunk as fuck to kind of take my nerves off. Yeah, uh, the promoter gave me nine out of ten. He said I was a natural, but I guess maybe it was beginner's luck. Like, it was, did you find that the
1: first time you got on stage? Yeah, okay. people root for you. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the the other comics are rooting for you. Your first time, after that, they've heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah here we go again. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, if your second time will be over here. You won't be in Venice Beach, so it'll be like a brand new thing for you.
0: I almost did one in Australia as well. That was going to be my first show because I was out there for a month. And I assume you've toured down there a lot. Like Australians are some of the funniest motherfuckers on earth. Honestly.
1: Yes. Like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 quite gifted. Most of the most of the guys I knew over here that people would say, "Who's your favorite uh, UK comedians?" and I'd name off, and I realize I'm naming all Australian comedians who live here now. But uh, so. You know Jim Jeffries. Yeah, I know Jim Jeffries. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I went to see him record his show live down oh, in the right. studio is fucking great and he's another one I think who I guess like yourself over the years has maybe caught flack for things they've said um, there was a funny incident in Ireland I was reading about with you where you said that the reason a lot of Irish guys are pedophiles is because the Irish women are so ugly
1: yeah uh, Irish women are too ugly to rape was the headline <laughs> in the tabloids so
0: did you catch some heat for that
1: yeah I got uh, yeah I got extra shows billed and they <laughs> yeah, took yeah, me yeah. off all the mixed those, bill shows and
0: just things about publicity right right
1: Yeah, no, Hennig went straight in and turned that. It would have been just some unknown comic got booed at a fucking show no one knows about in Kilkenny. He turned into front page tabloid headlines. I
0: love it. And that's the kind of guy you want on your side. Yes.
1: Right? Yeah, so that's why I think with all this, uh, you know, oh, it's a new PC world and you can't say this and you can't say that. You can't. I can. I love it. I can fucking, yeah, I'll thrive in this, in this <laughs> climate.
0: So do you ever, when you're writing, like, routines, do you ever think, oh, I can't put that in, that's too much? No.
1: No? No. I think I can't put that in, that's too boring, or too <laughs> yeah. self-involved.
0: It's not offensive enough.
1: Well, it's too, you know, it's, hey, I'm talking about me too, I, I have to I have to hit a new topic here and there, but, uh, no, I, 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 I look for those things, but that's what, that's what comics laugh at in the green room is the darkest shit and if that's what we laugh at you know, stage, behind closed yeah. doors is the same shit all these people are getting fired for
0: do you think that comedy is still a free arena in that sense then because musicians seem to get heat all the time whatever they say whatever they do there's like a shit storm surrounding them do you think comics are still allowed that free reign because it's the the art form and it's
1: if it if, if you allow yourself that free reign if, and if you're a, a I don't want to say true comic-like uh, you know, holier-than-thou, but if if you're not if you're just doing stand-up comedy, you're only working for yourself. No one can fire you except the ticket buyers. Yep. And my ticket buyers are uh, hard to offend, <laughs> to say the least.
0: I read as well you did The Fringe a few years ago in Edinburgh, and did someone hand you an ecstasy pill on
1: stage? Oh, this fucking kills me. I, I I want to just put in a standing rule If we're going to do an interview Don't read my Wikipedia page right, cause it's not true Well, no, I've done fucking shitloads of drugs on stage And why they would just include One, one. time I did ecstasy on stage <laughs> I've no, I've done tons of fucking drugs on stage Do you
0: find that you can't perform under any drug? Like, is there one that just doesn't sit hand in hand with comedy? Uh,
1: you hallucinogens, know, hallucinogens, I've tried the only time I get away with it is when I took hallucinogens right before I went on stage. Right. So, so at that 45-minute yeah. mark, it's kicking <laughs> in, and uh, I'm telling people, all right, at some point you're going to see my fucking head go a little bit sideways, and that's when I know I better wrap towards a closer. Uh, yeah, cocaine is uh, good medicinally. I mean, you don't want to go on a fucking crazy fucking jag you know, you you want your tongue to be able to keep up with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when I used to have to do some, sometimes three shows on a Saturday back in the comedy club days, yeah, a medicinal bump before that third show is, might be all that gets it. you through. Uh, and ecstasy I've done a few times that it's, it's fun because, you know, I have such an awful, angry delivery. Had yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. with that grin s- <laughs> smile plastered across your face. You're talking about fucking dead kids or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit in the, um, the No Place Like Home uh, special, which I watched the other night, and you're talking there about how, I guess, the last minority who have no one defending them are <clears throat> insane people, crazy people, mentally, yeah. mentally unwell people. And it was a really interesting observation, like, my mom's got manic depression, and I've grown up with it, and she used to have to get, like, sections a lot, and I've been exposed to real crazy people.
1: They still use that expression over here, manic depression? Yeah. Oh. How about you guys? Bipolar. Bipolar. Yeah, they switched they switch them up. Switch it up. Yeah.
0: And it's a fucking true observation, isn't it? Like, you can get in trouble for calling someone, say, a retard or something like that, but... You can say anything about a crazy person and no one comes to their defense.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if PC Comics all had to take every... Uh, oh, that guy's a lunatic.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was crazy. This is fucking nuts. It's, yeah, if you took all those words out of your... You, you wouldn't be talking too much.
0: And you also said that smokers are the people that get the front line interaction with those people. Now the bands are in place. I was just in Hollywood the other week, and if you're on Hollywood or Sunset Boulevard smoking outside, you're going to get at least a dozen absolute freaks coming up to you, aren't you? Yeah. It's like a free reign.
1: Yeah. You get get a cigarette, and you go, fuck. Uh, (laughs) Counting the money. They ain't cheap anymore. (laughs) And the other thing is, you can't get them anywhere. Like, all right, it's fucking... It's twelve thirty at night, and I'm handing out fucking cigarettes to. And there's no store open, and they don't sell them at the bar. And I'm gonna need cigarettes. I'm
0: I, gonna run out. Yeah, I'll
1: just give you money. You go find your yeah, own yeah, cigarettes. Yeah,
0: you're on your own now, dude. <laughs> What yeah. are you doing in your current routine? Then what's the uh, the focus at the moment?
1: Oh, there's I don't give away the set list. Right, okay. It's it's nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. go soft. Don't stand it, hard it's, hard yeah. It's yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it'll it, it'll be everything that other comics can't say. A Tell lot me of about that. Book. Uh, yeah, it's fucking road stories. The first one had a, an angle. This one has a vague through line with a, a bunch of war stories from, decades on the road. So yeah, it's it's a lot more fun. There's still some suicides in there. And...
0: Did you read No Effects book.
1: Yes. Oh, it's what fucking, a fucking book, great man. book. It that was so it well dancing, written. Like fucking. Yeah, and it's so because it includes all the band, and so one guy will tell a story, and then the other band members go, and that didn't have. I never stole jewelry out of her fucking. That's bullshit. I don't know why they keep bringing that up. Fuck you guys.
0: How did you and Mike meet? Was it just like online? You started conversation on Twitter. And yeah, I think
1: them. he just emailed me, or yeah, I I don't know anything about music, so, and I'm I'm sure yeah, I'm sure what they play is nothing I'd listen to. <laughs>
0: Be the first person to tell my dad as well. Well, I
1: don't, yeah, I probably did, uh, but uh, uh, no offense, I just don't listen to music really.
0: Full stop. But like you don't listen to anything?
1: Uh, if I'm, you know, oh. tripping or modeling. Or modeling. Modeling. Oh. <laughs> like a fucking sad at night, drunk, yeah, yeah. throw on some fucking. What
0: would be your
1: go to? Wallowing in self misery music. Oh, well, I get. I have an iPod that. That's got you know, a little bit of everything that nobody likes. Uh, Warren Zevon's version of Back in the High Life again. That's <laughs> a fucking go. crusher. It's really... oh God damn it. I'm going to have to get a new ashtray.
0: Yeah, we got a hole. Yeah, we got a, oh, no. a leaker. Your
1: seal has been breached.
0: Well, can I ask you, what do you think about what happened with Louie?
1: Oh. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, I knew that that was his proclivity from decades ago, but I knew it was always consensual.
0: Yeah.
1: I had a friend that came up to my room and after a festival saying, I just watched Louis C.K. jerk off in a ladies room. I go, what? She goes, yeah, he asked me if I, I was into it. And I said, sure. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> so I, oh, hey, that's what he's into. Do
0: you think his career will suffer long term?
1: He could go back on stage right now and you know play across the street from me and sell ten times more tickets than me if he chose to, because again, stand-up comedy. Well, he, he's you know, the only people that can fire him are ticket buyers, and
0: the uh, audience is still there. Yeah. You want to get hey, get,
1: one. Yeah, will you grab? There's a, a, another water bottle in there, uh-huh. with, uh, empty above the toilet. Will you uh, fill it half full of water? I'll get to that later. Sorry, I've been fucking sick as a dog. Hey, I shit myself. Nah, I showed up sick and then I had the fucking fever sweats the whole first 24 hours. I stayed in bed and sweated through comforters and. Oh. Oh, no, I need the empty one. I need a new ashtray. That one's oh, got a hole in it, and we're spilling fucking tobacco juice everywhere. Like bong So how did you start this podcast?
0: So I used to work in radio, and what happens with radio now, I don't know if it's the same in the States. It's probably a bit different because I guess radio culture there is slightly more healthy, I think, because of car culture and the fact that everybody's always driving and listening to the radio still. And obviously with things like Sirius XM, they've adapted and, you know, progressed with the times, whereas in the UK... They just haven't done that. They had the DAB revolution where they thought that was going to change it all, and everyone's going to get DAB radios, and then that didn't take off. And so all the it, stations... It,
1: what, hang on, DAB, is that like satellite?
0: A, yeah, like a digital radio. But over here, it just, for whatever reason, just didn't...
1: I was going to ask about that.
0: It was meant to be the new thing, like, I guess, color TV was, and then it just didn't turn out that way. So stations were closing down left, right, and center. And I decided, rather than go get a new job at a new radio station and then a year later lose a job, I'll go out on my own, set up shop, and and start doing this. So, so what what
1: what type of radio were you doing?
0: It was a rock radio station, so it was uh, mainly new music I played. I did like an evening show and would just interview everyone from kind of Nicky Six to Slash to new bands, Alice Cooper. All
1: right, so uh, it had a talk element. Yeah, yeah, always. And, and you had somewhat of a. a in, ingrained fan base of your own
0: yeah there was uh at the think at the peak there was probably about 180,000 a week tuning in so it's pretty good oh nice and so far this is on about 190,000
1: how so often do you do it once a week all right so
0: this will be going out monday all right straight up and um yeah man i'm excited to be here and hang out <laughs>
1: thanks for having me on yeah podcast. yeah let's pause for a second yeah, do you want me to hold the mic
0: this guy Tom on air. <laughs> Got the wrong memo.
1: Well oh, we have two others. Can I you guys a Okay, great. That's Thanks, buddy. Okay. Nice. Thank
0: so is this the Doug Stanhope special?
1: Yeah, that's a... Uh... Yeah, that's the usual... That's the leveler
0: right there.
1: Vodka, soda... Splash of grapefruit. Probably not the best thing for my guts right now, but.
0: <laughs> take your chances. So, how did you? How did you and Bingo
1: meet? Doug? Uh, uh, we met after a show, and she uh, she was a caretaker for I think this kind of Helen Keller dude, cere- cerebral palsy. Who uh, was at the show too? Yeah, she yeah, would yeah. take him to the comedy club, even though he couldn't uh, hear or speak, but he would if people were laughing around him he would laugh yeah. Yeah, yeah and he'd I laugh think. completely inappropriately <laughs> he'd go so uh so I was at the mall today and I went into Sears no nah! like oh jesus <laughs> so uh so I met her after the show and we hung out for the weekend and then a few years later she randomly got in touch
0: also oh, there was like a, a big interlude yeah it was yeah. just a yeah
1: Normal, comic audience relations. Yeah,
0: you know.
1: yeah, and she's okay now. Yeah, I mean she's. You wouldn't want her flying a plane or anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she, she's well in herself.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, you know, the, the mental illness. Yeah, you know, she was very poorly medicated when we got together on a permanent basis, but it was hilarious. And, uh, that she had a almost you know, a year and a half ago, she had a, a freak seizure and fell down some cement steps and had a, a you know smashed her head open, traumatic brain injury, coma and don't know if she's going to live or die. And she was in a coma for a week and then in a hospital and rehabs for a month. But yeah, she, she's back and yeah. Singing and dancing and walking and talking and back to retarded, right where she started. That's my <laughs> that's my go to line.
0: <laughs> you did a bit in the No Place Like Home, I think it was the No Place Like Home one, it might have been the Hall put where you were saying about how when she had to go and meet with her counsellor, I guess, she'd have to go past a gun store and then a bar, and then it would be there all like a shaped yeah. concrete.
1: Yeah, bar. you passed the V F W Hall, the second amendment gun shop the uh beast brewery and then go through a tinted door that was well it was the acronym of the place she goes to for mental health care called themselves community intervention associates so i had cia marked on the door where she went in and she talked to there was no actual doctor because we're so remote she talked via skype to a RN or an LPN or some kind of fucking nurse. So she's talking to a TV set that's talking back to her. And after I did that bit, within short, short time they changed it to CHA. Did they really? Yep. I love it. So yes, I take it. full fucking responsibility for that. <laughs> it's a small town. Don't, if I put that out, yeah, you know, they're gonna hear about it. It's gonna get back to them.
0: Is the champ still around? Is
1: he still champ died. Oh, he died. Jake Lamotta him. died. Yep. Uh, did not have him in the death pool, but a lot of people did. But a lot of people had him for many years. I think it was right? like ninety four yeah. when he, which is pretty. That's some longevity for a boxer. For He's a, taken
0: that many fucking hits. Yep. Look, right? yep. And you went and scored through that play.
1: Yeah, and that again, small town. That got back to his wife. He really yeah, he, he wouldn't get back to him. There yeah. was not not a lot of things penetrating that his uh, fourth wall there. But it got back to her, and she, she sent me a quick video clip, and it just is close up of a wine glass, and it pans back to her sitting with the champ at dinner somewhere. And she goes, Hey, Stanhope, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you gotta be stuck with that. That's a good response. Yeah, I, right? I've run into her since. She has, I go, Hey, it's comedy, you know? I exaggerate a bit, which I did the opposite. You played it down because. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. and the specific joke that I used that he kept repeating that he forgot he repeated, he went on Opie and Anthony uh, not long after that came out. Yeah, it's like uh, they were Howard Stern rivals, but they were a big show and national, and he was on there promoting that same play in New York and did the exact same joke four times in, like, 26 minutes. (laughs) And then the fourth time he said... uh, did I already tell that one? <laughs> and Jimmy Norton was the sidekick, and he goes, don't worry, champ, it gets funnier every time.
0: Cheers, dude. Cheers. Great to meet you. Yeah. Um. So you and Joe Rogan, you go way back, right?
1: Yeah, we go back to, jeez. Probably met him in the late, late 90s. I think he was still on news radio uh, when I met him. So, yeah.
0: And you used to do a show together, right? You know, it was, it was we the,
1: know it was called the Man Show, and it, it was uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla did it, and then they left. But Comedy Central still owned the the rights to the show, and just replaced them as hosts, which was a fucking terrible idea, especially with the way they wanted the show to go. It was It was a miserable failure.
0: Was it a nice experience working with
1: him? Or? Was, oh, with Joe, yeah, but not with doing television. It was a huge, huge wake-up call, and I don't really need to live in L.A. I want to do stand-up. I don't want to do this fucking dog shit.
0: And he is like, carved out a complete universe for himself. Hasn't it, Joe? Like, yeah,
1: he's a fucking monster. I just talked to him last night, and he's... He's doing fucking arenas now Like 7,000 seaters and...
0: So you yourself When you're not writing When you're not hanging out With your friends What do you get up to For the fun?
1: Done? Oh what's uh, it,
0: what's I'm
1: always not doing? writing <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah I don't do anything I have no
0: Zero hobbies
1: no, I, this is the first time, I've been here for three days, and this was the first time I left to go find some beverages because I was fucking de- dehydrating, sweating so much, and having the fucking liquid shit since 2.30 <laughs> in the morning. But, uh, yeah, that's. I just went downstairs. To, there's a Sainsbury down in the...
0: That was your first adventure out into the big wide world.
1: Yeah, we did, uh, we did Southeast Asia and every city I get in the hotel and then at some point i'd walk around the block of the hotel just to say i went out <laughs> a lot of that yeah. was because i had stuff. to smoke yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a yeah. few few times we didn't have a balcony so i had to go outside a few times to see hong kong one block
0: where are some of the fucking like hairiest places you've played
1: oh jeez. because you must have got about a bit. yeah there's, there's too many to list spartanburg south carolina comes up what went uh, down there? oh no not, nothing went down it just had that whole porky's feel i don't know if you're old yeah, enough yeah, to yeah, remember porky's but down some back road and, you know everything but the chicken wire <laughs> you know, all right this is funny though yeah, it's, yeah I, I'm, I'm rarely scared on the road i'm more scared over here than anywhere in the states really yeah Fucking groups of fucking not-headed football guys all singing stupid chants Especially for their the team.
0: out like this. Mm. Them all out. Yeah. Uh, you're right in the heart of it here as well.
1: Oh, well, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, shit. I, no, I'm up in the tower above <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I got the down. fucking art of war. I I, I read that. I got the high ground. Build
0: up. Johnny Depp, you uh, worked together on... Was it the No Place Like Home special that you
1: produced? Yeah, his uh, production company... Produced that and with uh, some other horrible thing. Oh, there's a fucking football hooligans. What's <laughs> that? How uh,
0: did you and Johnny Depp
1: He just, uh, yeah, he emailed, or his agent emailed my manager. and He said, Oh, Johnny Depp is evidently going to be calling you. All right. And I waited for fucking ten days, <laughs> staring at my phone.
0: Come on, Johnny. Yeah,
1: what the fuck does he want?
2: <laughs> Why
1: would he be calling me? But He's just a fan. and So, yeah, I see him as, mu- as much as I see any other friends.
0: Nice. Is he a cool guy? He seems like oh, he's yeah, cool he's guy.
1: exactly what you'd expect. He's that fucking Hunter-esque character. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's stuck there. I didn't realize how old that movie is. Like, 11, yeah, so, yeah. Like yeah, it's like 96.
0: Yes, over 20 years old now. How old are you? I'm, I'm 32. I was
1: going 31.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, I met a girl last night. Me and my friend brought a couple of girls back to his house, and they were too young to remember the film The Beach. Because we were trying to explain a story that had happened to us in Morocco where we found uh, like a field full of cannabis plants. And we're like, holy fuck, like, we're in the beach, but it's on a mountain. And these girls were like, what's the beach? And I was like, oh, fuck, we're old. <laughs>
1: Did you hear that story yesterday? No. They had to close that beach down that he filmed that at in Thailand because uh, it became too popular, and in the movie, it's just this quaint oasis, and yeah, yeah. people said, now you show up, it's fucking Times Square. <laughs> I like fucking Ibiza or some shit, yeah. Yeah, they, they closed it down, for, made it a natural reserve or something.
0: There
1: you go. But I, I never saw it either. But uh, I'm glad you're picking up young women. Right. <laughs> it's weird to hear someone getting fucking young pussy from a podcast. <laughs> it's hard enough to get guests to much laid that. because of it. So
0: you're doing fucking Brixton Academy, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know what. That, maybe I did it last time. Oh, it's a big theater. It's
0: a big room, five thousand people.
1: Jesus. Well, there won't be there won't be that night. <laughs> yeah. What? How that you mentioned that one? Rogan said he's playing 7,000-seat arenas. He didn't say they were full. Yeah,
0: right.
1: <laughs> but I'm sure they are for him.
0: <laughs> um, so, currently, what's going on outside of this tour in the creative world, in the work world? What have you got going on? What are you working on?
1: Not that I'm, I'm working on quitting. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah, sure
1: this, is the, this is the... Uh, I, I do the UK, and You're I got a, two shows in L.A. and two shows in New York, the places I haven't played this material and then i gotta fucking start over and that that dread of having to write a new hour which means an hour and a half really yeah i mean a lot of it can be filler but you gotta have some fucking strong beats in there and i i don't see it so again i just focus on getting through the tour retiring learning (laughs) how to bartend exactly (laughs) take a few notes but Usually you have enough left over after you record one. I'll record this somewhere.
0: Are you filming in the UK at all?
1: No, like no, I'll, I'll, I'll film in Bisbee again. I like it, it's easy. Okay.
0: What drew you to live there in the first place? Where are you from?
1: I grew up in Massachusetts, but I left as soon as I, I was able to and lived mostly out west, my adult life. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just I found that randomly. What's really like it it's a, just a really weird little town middle of nowhere and I love small town and I, I like being part of a community I like knowing my neighbors uh one stoplight that's always green it's fucking great <laughs> it's two hours to the airport but it's two hours of desert no traffic or bullshit
0: how'd you get on with the heat I love it you
1: do? yeah it gets uh monsoon season comes July and August and it uh, fucking heavy rains come and then the bugs come out and everything turns green And I hate it Because I, I, I live in the desert for a reason I surround myself with dead things Dirt It takes
0: a specific strong mind I think to thrive in that environment I've got a friend who lives out In the Mojave Desert And like, it's not for the faint heart like Yeah that.
1: This, is, this is not desert like that This is high desert We're a mile high uh, So there's some greenery and it's yeah, it's not completely wind blown like you imagine, like Mojave Desert where it's
0: fucking intense. I was walking around in shoes like this, and they were like, "Dude, do not go walking around the fucking desert. in Converse shoes, like you're gonna get bit <laughs> by
1: a fucking snake." Or or step on a thorn that'll go right through a pair of Converse. Yeah, you get some <laughs> fucking All Stars like that. <laughs> I've I've just walking my dogs. I, I remember having to limp on one foot to the closest neighbor when i was coming down the hill because a thorn went through into my foot but broke off so i couldn't get it from the bottom of my so i had to have my neighbor fucking gently yeah uh, (laughs) gently untie my entire shoe so she could pull it off downwards because if you moved it you know one way or the other the thing's gonna fucking wiggle into your meat and (laughs) yeah i stopped wearing the converse or i stopped walking the dogs is really what i did that's
0: the right thing um, who's your tailor, Doug? Where do you get your outfits? Have
1: you got one guy? or No, no. Those are all real vintage shit. Like thrift Either shop thrift shops, vintage shops, eBay. Yeah.
0: I, I love your look, man.
1: I, s- I spend more look. time putting a suit together for the road than a set. <laughs> I love it.
0: We've got to look good,
1: right? Yeah. I, I I like dressing up for stage. Me too. It's almost like putting on a uniform. It puts you in a, a like headspace. Right? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I got my fucking... I'm suited up. And Chaley, my tour manager, suits up, and if Bingo's on the road, both our our wives dress in fucking outrageous shit, and I like that. I fucking hate putting on some comedy special and the guys just wearing a f- frolic Jack room. Or so. Do or like that. <laughs>
0: That's just for you guys. I want uh, to get the down, uh, Hope seal of approval. I like what, it. What about it? Is two dollars seventy-five from two till five p.m. for a pint of
1: beer. I've uh, yeah, outrageous. I've I've made that point a lot over here. <laughs>
0: Well it is expensive. All,
1: all your alcohol, is fucking crazy expensive. In, in well, a handle, yeah, which is the big plastic jug, the 1.75 milliliter yep. of vodka at our grocery store is nine dollars, and that's bar. that's sixty shots. Price.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't measure shots in America. That's what I love. Like, there's no need to ever ask for a double in the states because it's just.
1: Free it's pour. Like
0: a quadruple anyway. And obviously, because when you drink in the UK and you're out at a bar. They do measure, so not only is it expensive, but you're getting fuckable booze
1: as well. And they charge you for a mixer.
0: Yep, even a soda.
1: Yeah, they That's charge great. you separately. <laughs> so then you have to have three drinks because you have so much mixer left over. You don't want to leave it on the table. Then it offsets by a bit, so then you're going to get another fucking shot. And then Oh, another ball It's a fucking deadly <laughs> cycle, sir. Go. Are you still laying off the Jägermeister? Yeah, well, I I started drinking cocktails instead of beer, so you don't want to do shots of liquor while you're drinking liquor. Just doesn't make sense.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Who, when you were starting out, were your guys that inspired you? Did you have your comic
1: heroes? Uh, yeah, when I started, it was Dice Clay. Was, Dice. The, was the, was the... show's fucking great. The the one on, uh, with Nat- okay. Natasha Leggero? Yeah. No, I've only Dice, seen it a few he times.
0: So good. He's fucking outrageously funny.
1: I've, uh. He
0: was huge one he, in his prime. He was like a fuck. Was he maybe the first, like, arena comic superstar? Yeah.
1: Yet? Yeah, he was. And, uh. You still can't tell if he's kidding or not. I don't know if he was kidding when he started.
0: I like that about him. Uh,
1: and he, I've never seen anyone that has that. Real like rock and roll charisma in stand up comedy. I did the Opie and Anthony show I was talking about, and he came in as a guest. and just fucking took over the place, fucking lit up a cigarette, and they're going, "Oh shit, Dice is gonna smoke," <laughs> but no one's gonna tell him not to.
0: <clears throat> yeah. you know that story with his eye? What happened
1: there? No, but I, I I looked it up after I saw one of those those shows to see what it was, and it explained it, but I. Yeah, it's a fucking thing you get with in your eye when you're old. <laughs>
0: I, I think what happened... It was not, no good
1: story. It, was, it didn't get fucking hit with a racquetball. ball. No, I
0: think he was just driving or something. Like, he was just touring that relentlessly. And the stress or whatever just fucking, like, popped his eye.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember, but...
0: some Dice, anyone else?
1: Fuck, when I started, I like, comedy when it was... Like, comedy's ruined... A lot of guys that I just thought were generally funny, once you start doing it yourself, you go, I, I, I get the trick now. And it's <laughs> all of a sudden things aren't that funny anymore. When you watch too much porn. You yeah, r- desensitized, right? yeah. And a regular chick. Eh. That, that pussy's not trimmed. The <laughs> hair on your nipple. Like, uh,. <laughs> Now I'm judging too much because I've been spoiled by porn.
0: <laughs> well, you'll obviously remember as well when we were kids. You're obviously a little bit older than me, but we were of the era pre-internet, where you'd have to go find that fucking dirty magazine under all the leaves in the park, and that would be your access to fucking naked bodies, wouldn't it? That would be your head. Just yeah, the
1: the weekly you know circulars for the you know the you know ladies' lingerie sales. Fucking yeah, just yeah, some yeah, woman yeah. in fucking underpants and I see his catalogue or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. That'll work. Jeez, I can't even remember the last time I jerked off, but I I don't think I could do it without porn anymore.
0: Yeah, it used to be the imagination, didn't it? it used to go analog, old school.
1: Yeah, or yeah. You'd you'd at least be able to remember porn you liked. <laughs> I'm gonna think about porn.
0: Are you and Bingo married or are you just like long-term life partners?
1: Yeah, well, I, I call her my wife most of the time just because it, it spells out what the relationship is, but there's no documentation.
0: Would you ever get hitched? Or is no. that not something you're interested
1: in. I, and it's, I know where some people have to for financial reasons or immigration purposes or insurance, but it's that idea of... I'm going to make a... I already made a fucking commitment. In your yeah. heart. Yeah. So, there's it's no need for it. What about you?
0: Uh, no, I, I recently broke up with a long-term girlfriend, and she moved on very quickly. Got a new Did boyfriend. you do material about it, your first uh, set? Yeah, yeah. So, let's give you a brief snapshot, I went to Australia after we broke up to sort of, you know, go and restart, as it were, and try and get lucky down under. And my first girl night, with a tan <laughs> way worse. My first night out in Australia, I was sexually assaulted by a dwarf and a male dwarf at that. So I do a whole bit about that where I went out there to try and, you know, seek and conquer. And the only action I got was a fucking grope from a dwarf. <laughs> I,
1: was like,
0: I don't know what the PC term is for the maybe it's small people, but I'm going to call them I, dwarf
1: I think dwarf is still uh, okay. in play. It is. I think it's. Yeah, because they have midget that they are against. So they can yeah. only refute I mean, so many labels.
0: There's way more derogatory. Like, and too like,
1: vague. Michael J. Fox is a little person, but he doesn't want to be known as a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of comedians started because of a breakup. That's what drove them to stage. My first time, which I don't really count, was uh, a year before the one I count as uh, my first time. But I went up drunk in an open mic, and I had all these... Jokes. My marriage had just ended, and I've like I, I looked like I was fucking sixteen years old. So I'm trying to do <laughs> old man, bitter, divorce <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. material, and everyone's just staring at me like I'm fresh out
0: of high school. Like I'm
1: copying someone else's act that I saw in the Catskills. <laughs> <Like, laughs> do you
0: find it hard at the start to find your voice? And when did that voice? When did like the Doug Stanhope character that we know? When did that form and come into
1: play? It was just over time. It was yeah. You just as you age. Like that's what the, the dice problem was like, he had a character that he was kind of locked into. Yeah. And you can only go s- so many ways with, I put my shoe in her pussy and her ass fell. Oh, there's only so many holes and parts. And,
0: only so many offensive nasty rhymes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah, I, when I started, I talked about what I knew, jerking off and trying to get laid. And, and then I became angrier as people tend to get as they age yeah, yeah. more of life's down, secrets are revealed to you and they're not good
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> start talking about that stuff and
0: i gotta say dude, the bit that you did about your mom was so raw and fantastic
1: um and real yeah it took a long time to get that right but i knew while she was killing herself that i would get some strong material out of this which is a, one well, of those sad, sickening realities of comedy, if you're self aware at all, you go, All right, I, I'm already trying to write some bits here, and she's still breathing. <laughs> Putting a mirror under her nose to see if she's dead, and I already got three punchlines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was she someone that you had a great relationship with, though? And was she someone who, I guess, inspired that comic kind of personality? Was she someone who was funny? And
1: well, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, fairly caustic. She wasn't nearly as dark as I became. Yeah, this <laughs> this student becomes the master. Yeah, yeah. But it, growing up, yeah, she's she, I mean, having uh, like terrible mother things, like letting us smoke cigarettes and read fucking hustler magazine, which is probably why I'm so desensitized, you're I'm fucking asexual out. now. It's, yeah, <laughs> I was jerking <laughs> off to fucking asexual. I love it. Sp- bread fucking beavers and other people were still jerking <laughs> off to the yeah, yeah they're still looking at the Sears catalog and i got a fucking hustler magazine <laughs>
0: well about your dad did you have a good relationship with him
1: yeah he was uh he was a soft touch he was 20 years older than my mother 18 years older and uh just a nice guy just a big fat sweetheart didn't really have any range of emotions it was just how you doing guy good to see you yeah, I've never belly laughed in his life. Swore he uh, he had never been in love and didn't know what that means. Like, uh, but he thought I really thought your mother only divorced me because it was a popular thing to do at the time. And when I asked her about that, she goes, "Yeah, that's true. <laughs> divorce was the big thing, like Mad Men era, you know, early '70s. Yeah, yeah. I want a divorce, Russell." Did <laughs> you
0: have brothers and sisters?
1: I just have one brother. One brother? Yeah, a bit older. Are you guys close? Mm-hmm. No, not anymore. But that's fine. Life's too short to surround yourself with people who don't fucking laugh at the joke.
0: And you don't get to pick your family, D, you? So it's like...
1: Yeah, no, I don't understand that. People who... Well, it's my family. Well, then get rid of them. If they're fucking assholes, all you do is bitch about them. You have no... It's not... you know, fucking caveman days where yeah, someone's gonna you know to alive, right? yeah, yeah, yeah tan the hide for Most winter shoes <laughs> yeah i mean you needed a family unit you know to survive to
0: gather a
1: shit, yeah yeah now it's just a fucking expense i'm getting married and you have to come out you better take the time off because you're gonna be my you know best lady or whatever and what are we going to wear? And it's a big pain in the ass.
0: I'm at that age now where everyone I know is getting married. Well, I'm actually now at the age where everyone is married and is now popping out kids. And you're
1: like, fuck. Yeah, Did fucking Glenn Wool was here last yeah, night. No, no. About? No, I got a vasectomy. Yeah. Did you?
0: yourself out of the game. Yeah, I
1: had, a, I had to have an abortion where I thought that I was blowing stale seed. Like, I never knocked anyone up, so I wasn't worried about it. It's I just true, assumed.
0: Swimmers were weak. Yeah. yeah, the
1: fucking alcohol and... The, Cigarettes and the occasional drug use (laughs) has fucking killed all my sperm. And then, oops, I was wrong. So she got an abortion. I get a vasectomy right afterwards, never looked back.
0: And what's your favorite drug, Doug?
1: I guess I I, I never do drugs anymore, almost never. But I think ecstasy would be the one, even though the come down is so hard. Yeah, it's brutal. But that
0: high is so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, if you get clean stuff, that's a problem. You can't count on it. You don't know wh- who made it. Back when it was you know, pharmaceutical, yeah, you knew how much to take, what it was made of, what it's going to do, how long it's going to last. But uh, mushrooms as well. Like, but uh, that's the, the, that's the o- opposite. That's it's right the there. it's the hardest come on.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to puke. Like, just puking like is it, so bad.
0: Tends, like merry around like, round ride, isn't it? Yeah, your
1: fucking legs start going weak and you don't know if you're going to vomit. You don't know how hard it's going to kick. But you you end the opposite of like a, a just a drunk bender where you, I'm never going to drink again. You end mushrooms going, why don't I do these all the time? I
0: know, right? I feel like that. Me and my friend, about two or three months ago, um, there was like freak snow for the UK. It was super deep. When we went out to a place called the Epping Forest, which is where like Henry VIII used to go hunting. Like it's a famous, magical in a beautiful forest and it was so covered in snow it was like being in fucking Narnia or something and we went out there and had a heroic dose and just spent the day in this forest just like losing our mind. that sounds
1: horrible to me <laughs> really? yeah first of all I, I need to be I want to be in a like a hotel room <laughs> right. s- fucking perfectly cleaned with thick comforters I get cold really easy anyway on mushrooms I can get very cold yeah I want to be wrapped up in a comforter Giggling. Fucking snow. No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> For me, though, when you're in nature on mushrooms, that's like the ultimate hit, I find.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that just going out in my backyard. Right. Like, that, all of it a sudden, it's a brand it new nature. Yeah, I'm, I stare at a fucking branch. <laughs> it's a bug crawling on a fucking picker bush. And I stare at that, and it feels like I'm in National Geographic. Right on. And the comforter's... Just a few feet away inside.
0: <laughs> um, one thing I want to ask you about is Charlie Brooker. That was how I was introduced to you. I think a lot of people in the UK discovered you through the newswipe segments you would do. Um, how did he become aware of you, and how did
1: that relationship? I don't know. I, someone got a hold of my manager years ago when he was doing screen screen wipe. Yeah. Said, "Oh, you're gonna film this thing. Just come down to the theater at you know one o'clock, and they're gonna ask you a bunch of questions about current events and say whatever." So I did that and they edited it down to make it look like I was funny or was probably an hour of unfunny for the three minutes they pulled.
0: Yeah, sitting in, the
1: in the a theater music. seat and uh
0: It was the highlight of the show for me, I fucking loved it. Uh
1: but yeah, that's when weekly wipe started and news wipe, and then they'd come over to Bisbee and we'd film there at the on the airport You'd runway. Chair, you? Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. But I don't—I've only met him a few times, and I've never actually worked with him. Really? Yeah, it was always yeah. You know, television right. Yeah. Well, now here, now we're going to Doug Stanhope, and yeah, you are because you're going to fucking Bisbee, Arizona. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Charlie wasn't there. He's got shit. He's got a show to produce, but it was great because they'd send over a uh, producer and the cameraman and hire a local sound guy, and that was the crew, other than I'd have some, my own lackeys that, would hey, go get us fucking lunch, go get us coffee, (laughs) okay. But, yeah, a U.S. production doing the same thing, you'd have fucking 26 people there, all for no reason, they can't really explain their jobs, but some fucking union thing that they have to have 26 people it's just Health
0: and safety official. Like, some fucking,
1: yeah. <laughs> like all, all the TV I've done over here, I did a pilot that didn't go anywhere. But it was the same thing. It was just skeleton crew, and it worked so much better. It's like Gorilla.
0: Yeah, Punk Rock? Yeah. And you as well, you signed to Roadrunner Records for their comedy faction, didn't you, for a, for a time? And not being a guy who's obviously into music, they are like such an institution of rock. Like They're one of the most, I guess, seminal.
1: Here, you keep talking. About- labels. I'll
0: set it up. <laughs> so they had Slipknot, Corn, all those kind of like big new metal bands, Machine Head. And then, yeah, they set up a comedy wing. That was Roadrunner. That was first signing,
1: right? I, I remember, I, I forget that was Roadrunner, but I remember when I signed to some, you know, Label that had all these hardcore bands. First of all, I don't know bands. Uh, I know of them. But uh, they would say, hey, so what's it like being on this label? And I go, what is it? Those days are over. It's not like the 70s where, you know, oh. You're on Atlantic with Led Zeppelin or
0: some shit,
1: yeah. Yeah, who fucking looks at a label anymore? Just because a bunch of hardcore bands... Yeah, they have a bunch of fans, but they're not going to go, oh, there's a comic on Roadrunner? Let's listen to comedy. It doesn't fucking work like that.
0: Did you not find then that you kind of picked up a lot of new fans through that? No. No? What a waste of time.
1: Well, I mean, they, they still paid me. It <laughs> still worked out that way.
0: So did you do, was it just like a one live album?
1: I think so. I don't know. I have like, I don't know, 15 albums or something. I don't know. And there, there's, you know, comedy dynamics now. Yeah, they have like 8,000 comics. It's not like if you like one, you're going to like all the rest. Yeah. But, I, I yeah, I see their name more than anything when I watch Netflix, which is hard to do. It's hard to watch stand-up comedy and not worry that, oh, I'm going to absorb some of this. Like, I could watch, like, Maria Bamford, no problem. At no point am I going to start doing Maria Bamford jokes, thinking they're mine. <laughs> it's safe, but, yeah, like, a Bill Burr, I don't want to fucking always have to think, because I do anyway. Shit, have I heard that before? Did I think of that, or is that something? Like, the worst is falling asleep to a, a comedy special, and you go, so what? Into that yeah, yeah.
0: subconscious. You wake up like, I've
1: got a new bit. But, uh... Yeah, I've I've called Bill, going, hey, do you do something about fucking rugby players not don't blow their heads off? Which I still swear I heard him do it. I I wanted it to be my idea. He goes, no, no, I think I heard you say it on a podcast. He's talking about how they they, they say uh, you know rugby's tougher than football because they don't wear pads. Yeah, do you see a fucking rugby player fucking blowing his fucking heart out so they can study his brains twenty years after he leaves the game? I still hope I I still hope that's mine and he didn't do it, but he swears he didn't do it, and I hear that's it in true, his it? voice.
0: I love that famous bit that he did that got really popular, where he was basically a, a live vent and he started going off and basically counting down how many minutes. Oh, he had that's one he of the gonna...
1: most classic pieces of comedy ever, and for a while uh, he hated it because the people would just start yelling at him because they wanted him to fucking break like them, that. Yeah. I, I mean, you saw where. like uh Chappelle went through that, where audiences just start yelling catchphrases from his show. You know, I'm rich, bitch. Like, man, I'm fucking trying to do material here. Fuck you. And yeah, he had some epic fucking walkouts where he he'd walk out or just sit there and say nothing and light a cigarette. Like, fuck you. I'm not dealing with you, fucking children. He's good. He's fucking great, right? Yeah. Who
0: else do you like? He's around now.
1: I watched one of his latest, and it was uh, like about seven or eight minutes. Where I go, yeah, I'm. Not, I can't watch this because I I can already see myself doing these fucking bits. He <laughs> actually did a bit. That's not even a bit. It was one line that I uh, had in my book where you know, uh, I didn't get booed off stage. <laughs> I got booed on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave till my fucking contractual obligation was done. That was the Kilkenny you were talking oh, right. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're giving me the fucking cutthroat kill sign, get off the stage, everything but the actual hook. And then I left because I knew that's the guy that's paying me. So if he thinks that's enough, that's enough. Pay me.
0: <laughs> I heard the best thing you did, Chuck Berry, I presume you know.
1: Yeah. So he Personally.
0: To, he used to do a, uh, an encore situation where he'd get paid a specific amount for the set. And then if they wanted an encore from him go inside a stage and just get an envelope of cash from the promoter then and there. And if you didn't get that, then you wouldn't do an encore. Oh, I... Uh, gangster's act.
1: Yeah, I, I just played someplace. I don't know if it was Chaley or Hennigan that was with me, but... Uh, he goes, remember this place? This was the Chuck Berry. And I go, I have no idea what that means, where... He was so flaky and wasn't returning our calls to the point we didn't even know if this show was happening, and it seemed really sketchy, and we go, uh, yeah, we're not doing the show unless we get paid in cash up front, and he, that's why he calls it the Chuck, Chuck Berry. <laughs>
0: Ray Charles used to do a thing as well, because he was obviously blind, where people would rip him off, and they'd say, right, here's $100 for the show, Ray, and they'd give him a $1 bill, so what he'd insist on is that he got paid in $1 bills, however much it was, and he'd sit there and count it out like, to make sure that it was the right amount. That old-school fucking era, like, where there's no rules. You know, it was a fucking total hustle. Yeah. And it survived with the fittest,
1: didn't it? Yeah, the, the fucking mafia clubs and the fucking Chitlin Circuit fucking people. They, yeah, there's a whole lot of rip-offs going on. I've been very lucky. I've only been ripped off small change in a few times.
0: So when you were starting out, was that era kind of done? Was it a bit more regulated? And-
1: yeah, I started after the... Like, the I started in '90, and the '80s were known for uh, not getting ripped off so much as uh, getting paid in blow, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, I I mean, worked. Gosh, but... Yeah, worked quite a bit because enough comics co cokeheads that, but other people are like, no, I don't want blow. <laughs> <laughs> I just got oh, blow. There was a one-nighter book or just real small time. In New Mexico when I started, but he was one of the few guys that had work around. You know, I lived in Vegas, so it's still, you know, it's like playing Western Australia. There's not too many outposts for fucking comedy. And this guy would book gigs, and then he'd have some excuse why he couldn't pay him. Uh, and it, there was legendary stories of comics going back to his house and taking his fucking VCR or TV for payment because he'd fucked him too many times. That's <laughs> fucking like, bailiffs
0: are coming around. <laughs> you, oh I read I can't remember if I read or I heard um Robin Williams said that your character in the Louis show was for him the best was it the best dialogue Repres-
1: representation of suicide or dialogue pertaining to suicide, something like that
0: what a huge compliment that must have been to get
1: well that was that's where you heard it because I did the bit that I, it's nice to think that you know a comic has influenced so many people that I might have influenced the great Robin Williams in the last moments of his career. Epic. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Louis would forward me. I'm not really close with Louis. Uh did he ever watch you to,
0: did he ever ask you, sorry, to watch him jerk off?
1: No. <laughs> no. I i I asked him.
0: <laughs> he said no but I'll I said
1: I did, well I didn't not in a sexual way. I just want him to keep an eye on me in case I did anything weird. Started jerking off to something too dark on that u porn. No, uh, no, I've in my book, there's a picture of me pulling my dick out in front of Louis CK. Yeah, I have way too, way too large of a me too chunk in my act where I got to whittle it down to all right, what's the most important, what's the, you know, least talked about but most necessary part of this bit because otherwise it's just,
0: It'll be the whole
1: routine. yeah. Uh, and it changes all the time and like all right, this is a good example and the oh wait, fucking nine more people came out of about that guy, and it's not nearly as soft as the fucking first accusations where you go to defend someone, you're like, What, he did what? Oh, he did that too? All right, scratch this bit. <laughs> but uh Yeah, I don't talk about Trump at all. It's just
0: I guess it's almost too obvious, right?
1: And everyone else is doing it so and I have no insight I don't follow I don't know most of I don't know the Secretary of State from the you know homeland defense guy and he got fired and replaced by I don't even know what they do who cares let other people that are all wound up in it.
0: The best Trump bit that I saw recently was Tom Green and um, was obviously on the celebrity apprentice with him. So his joke is that I got fired by the president, and he does a whole routine about how Dice was on the show, too, and he went out drinking with Dennis Rodman and then turned up for work, hung over, and got fired. And that's his take on it, which I really like, because it's,
1: like, you know, different yeah. and fresh. Yeah, you no. Know, if, if, if if you're that close to it, you have to do a bit about it. Uh, and, yeah, he went out and got hammered with Dennis Rodman. you got to tell that story. Yeah, Sure. Who's Jesus
0: best drinker you've ever with?
1: Fucking Dylan Moran is the first one that comes go. to mind Like that's one of the most fucked up I've ever been I don't even know if he would remember that That was at the <laughs> Montreal Comedy Festival with Otto and George You ever heard of Otto and George? Yeah, yeah. He's dead, it's a puppet act Otto is the guy, George was the puppet I think the puppet still lives somewhere <laughs> He's
0: out there, he's out of work but he's out Yeah, he's looking for
1: <laughs> a new guy
0: So what did you and Dylan get up to?
1: I don't... Someone had Blow. We ended up in his room. I remember he was falling asleep. On Blow? With the cigarette. I, I have to keep picking it up and flicking it for him and shaking Hey, you're going to burn the fucking furniture. And, or maybe that's why we went and found Blow. get him out of that Anyway, I remember the sun coming up off his balcony. And, uh, yeah yeah he was a
0: a true irish hellraiser
1: yeah when we started doing celebrity death pool i i started checking out what's he doing now but i i, I think he's one of those guys I, I again i think that's the only time i ever p- cr- crossed paths with him but i think he's one of those guys that probably binges and then fucking straightens up to do a movie and then Ron White is the—he's still the uh, icon. Ron White's just constantly cocktail in his hand, never slurs, never yeah you know, misses a step. So yeah, he's as far as all time greats. He's, he's the guy still alive.
0: What about Depp? You cut loose with him?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. He he can hold his own, but uh, he he holds. Night owl, it's he's, he's kind of like Dave Attell, who's sober now. But like, I'd go stay at his house or one of his houses. Hey, oh yeah, he'll uh he'll come over when when he wakes up. He's uh, About what? yeah yeah fucking three in the morning. You're fucking half asleep on the couch. It's like yeah, you want to do uh, do some shots? I'm like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, Johnny. Um, I guess we can wrap it up. I think that's about an hour. Are you happy?
1: You want to ask me anything? Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I think it's too late. I think this is going to be a swap cast that's all about me. I
0: hope so. <laughs> this is the reason why you're on.
1: Well, I'm assuming just like me, every one of your listeners already knows your shit.
0: I've certainly, like, told stories about fucked up, gnarly shit that's happened in my life. Now I'm working on making that funny.
1: That's uh, yeah. That's what you do. But you already know how to like hold a mic and everything.
0: Those, those
1: beginning stages where you you don't even know that. Uh, that's half the battle, and well, you know I've done how to talk.
0: Q and A and hosting type stuff. Compare So I love being on stage and I love like addressing the audience. But obviously, when you're there to make people laugh, it's a whole new pressure, isn't it?
1: Yeah, especially when they have expectations early on. You just I mean, you don't even have to change your act because you, people are just coming to see comedy and you happen to be the guy. And if they yeah. saw you before, it's a very odd, you know, it's, it's a not, yeah, now everybody's seen you before. They've heard the last shit and you can't come back till you have new shit. And the higher the ticket prices go, the higher the expectations. Yeah, I wish I could go back to unknown. I'd take the pay cut at this point. Do you really? I, yeah.
0: Do you think, with someone like you as well, who's known for such a specific style, that there is almost that pressure to be that? And Do you feel constrained by that? Also? No,
1: not at all. If I if I want to talk about something, if, uh, I feel so be if like know. off
0: topic for you, perhaps
1: you would go there. Yeah, I mean, I when Bingo you know was in the coma for a while, yeah, I did a fucking ton of shit. Where you go, half these people don't give a fuck about my girlfriend, and I'm doing like fucking 22 minutes about you know, different aspects of what we went through. And, yeah, I had to do it. Like, I had to get it out of my system. That's what I was, you know, was writing those jokes in a fucking ICU while she's got a, you know, tube in her neck, making her breathe. Uh, yeah, they, they seemed funny at the time because I needed them to be funny at the time. <laughs> and then, yeah, I whittled that down to shorter bits and then, you know, excised it completely. So but I don't you know, I don't really care if people are bored if it's something I have to talk about.
0: I guess that's the thing when musicians falter is when you start doing art for the audience. I think that's when you lose what makes you special and unique, right? Be true to thyself and just fucking
1: Yeah, if you if you let the audience dictate yourself. you you're always going to you set yourself you set yourself up for failure just in that if you play to them and you suck, then you sold yourself out and you still have to deal with suck. If you do what you want to do and you're proud of it and you sucked, fuck them. I'll fucking drink to that. Alright, cheers. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It used to seem to me that my life ran on too fast and I had to take it slowly just to make the good parts laugh but when you're born to run, it's so hard to just slow down So don't be surprised to see me in the brighter part of town And I'll be back in the high life again